Hey everybody, thanks for coming to another episode of My Angular Story. Today, you've got your panelist, Aaron Frost, me, and we have um, as our guest, a GDE, an Angular GDE from Sao Paulo, William. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself, William, to everybody so that they can get to know who you are? Cool. Hello, Adam. Hello, everybody. So, uh, my name is William Grazo. I'm a GDE from Brazil, Sao Paulo. I, I am a web developer. Uh, I'm in IT for 15 or maybe even more years. Uh, but the last five or seven years, I'm working mainly with front-end, single-page applications, and all sorts of uh, JavaScript frameworks, mainly Angular, but uh, some others as well. And uh, I run some communities in Brazil. Uh, we run an Angular meetup here, uh, probably uh, the biggest or one of the biggest in Latin America. Uh, and, What's it called? Well, What's it called? It's Angular SP from Sao Paulo. Angular Sao Paulo. This episode is sponsored by Sentry.io. Recently, I came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps. Then I asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you. Sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app. It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors. Plus, one thing I love, you can customize the context provided by Sentry. So, if you're looking for specific information about the request, you can provide it. It automatically scrubs passwords and secure information, and you can customize the scrubbing as well. Finally, it has a user feedback system built in that you can use to get information from your users. Oh, and I also love that they support open source to the point where they actually open source Sentry if you want to self-host it. Use the code devchat at sentry.io to get two months free on Sentry's small plan. That's code devchat at sentry.io. Cool, cool. So um, Sao Paulo, that's like basically the most gigantic city in Brazil, right? Yeah, probably the whole Latin America, one of the biggest of the world. Just a big city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, how many people are in Sao Paulo? Oh, I, I'm not into that numbers, but <laughs> it's a bunch of like, uh, most of the people all over Brazil that want to some new job or increase their money, uh, their salary, they come to Sao Paulo. Here we, is where we have most of the opportunities, mainly in IT. Not that we don't have in other states, but Sao Paulo, the city in the states is probably the most about IT and this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah it says on Google, 12 12.2 million. So it's yeah, it's got half the population of California. It's huge. That's yeah. crazy. We have wow. a crazy death traffic. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, well, cool. So I'm guessing because it's so giant that there's probably a pretty cool tech scene there. A lot of meetups, a lot of cool conferences. Yeah. We, we usually say that if you want to dinner for free every day, you could choose, pick, pick up some meetup and yeah. go and eat for free whatever you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's probably a good place to be like living the single life as a programmer, getting free yeah. dinner three or four nights a week. That's it, funny. Well, that's cool. So, in Brazil. Uh, no, go ahead. 
No, I'm saying that in Brazil, it's probably the best the best way to, to if you want to focus on that, it's probably the best place. Oh, cool. Um, so how long have you been? So William Grizel, right? Yeah, it's more like Grazel, but I, for, for people, it's, it's yeah, very yeah, difficult for, to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For people from where I'm from, we're going to say Grazel, but it's Grazel. Yeah. It's, they say Grazel, Grazel, but it's uh, Grazel. Grazel, okay. William Grazel. Yeah, you said right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, how long have you been working with Angular? Uh, I have been working with Angular for since the version 1.x, so 1.5 probably I started with like 2013, probably, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, I started using uh, Backbone.js back then. We did some big financial systems here for some financial companies with Backbone. Then I started to study AngularJS because I saw that everybody was migrating to that and Backbone.js were probably um, not going to be that big in the next years. And then I got my first uh, project, a big project for some sort of small BI system on the web uh, with, with AngularJS, a very hard system. I, I always say that I learned the, the, the right away to do AngularJS applications because of that system. I, could, I didn't have a chance to do the, the wrong way, like uh, doing something that could screw the performance and everything else because uh, there was so much data and so, so much graphics and things to do that uh, I needed to, to learn the thing the right away to do it with good performance and everything. Yeah, um, I started uh, in the front end stuff, kind of doing jQuery and then did Sensha and then Backbone. So, and then and then like you, I went from a Backbone to uh, Angular 1X. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, I'm using Backbone as the first for uh, single page applications, but before that I used a lot of jQuery, and even before jQuery, I had a portfolio with a lot of graphics and moving stuff around uh, with just JavaScript, and then I rewrote everything with jQuery, and it was one third of the code. Oh, and yeah, I was yeah, totally, <laughs> totally happy with the results. Yeah, yeah. Um, I say this often, but uh, jQuery will always be. I'll always like have a special like for jQuery just because it helped me out so much. So even though I don't use it today, I'll always remember it like in a good light. You know what I'm saying? I'll always think about it. In yeah. Way, so. yeah. So, people, people nowadays is not going to understand what it was back then. Yeah, no, totally. Um, you know, back in 2012, 11, 10, we were supporting... Yeah. I five. I mean, we were we were doing. We you had to support yeah. everything, and so yeah. there was no there was no way to do it without yeah. jQuery. Yeah, 
it was like five or even seven browsers not following the correct web specifications yeah. and we needed to support everything at the same time it was crazy yeah it was crazy i people complain about frameworks nowadays they don't know what to support all these browsers back then yeah yeah we're i mean we're complaining about different things now than we used to that's definitely that's definitely the case Hey folks, this is Charles Maxwood and I just launched my book, The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. It's up on Amazon. We self-published it. I would love your support. If you want to go check it out, you can find it there. The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. Have a good one. Max out. So talk to me about how did you get into the GDE program? Like when you interview, they ask you a ton of questions like, hey, do you, you know, what's your stack overflow? What are your blog posts? What, what, do you speak a lot? Do you organize a meeting, meetup? Do you do video podcasts? Or, so what kind of, what were kind of, and then also you have to be an expert. So what kind of were the boxes you were checking off as you became a GDE? So for me, the whole thing started when I were in a company. Uh, actually, the beginning of my career, I normally... Uh, use it to work with big companies, banks, and financial things. So uh, these kind of companies and people that work then, at them, they are not so uh, used to be at the communities and uh, events organized by the community. So I didn't know much about it back then. Then I worked for a company that uh, it's a developer company made for developers with developers. Uh, and the whole company was about Agile, uh, uh, TDD, and communities. And the, the guys that founded the company, they, all of them, they were speakers. Uh, they organized it. They still, still now, they organize a lot of communities. And I learned a lot of things with them. And I saw a lot of them speaking and doing all sort of these sort of things. And I said, well... I may, I may be the one starting to do that and learn with them so I can learn a little bit. I can share a little bit of my knowledge as well. And so it was about 2013 uh, when I started to write a lot of blog posts, when I started submitting some talks to some, um, to some of the events and... Uh, conference that we have here in Brazil, Sao Paulo. And so I started small. And when I saw it was like with one talk per month yeah, here. And I started to, I, uh, in there, there was this meetup group, this Angular, uh, Angular SP meetup group that were like without any event for a year. And I uh, talked with the old organizers and I asked to, to do something there. And then I started to do monthly meetups and we increased the, the group a lot. And so when I saw that I was doing all these things and I discovered about the GDE program, I saw, yeah, maybe, maybe it makes sense to, to try and submit uh, to, to it. And I discovered uh, some GDEs in Brazil and that I knew already, and I didn't know that they were GDEs and what this program were about. And they what explained they? that to me. Uh, it was Ciro Nunes. Ciro Nunes. Which, yeah, he lives abroad right now. He's not in Brazil. Yeah, he's in Europe. he's yeah. still a GDE. Yeah. yeah. But he used to live here in Brazil. Loiane Grange. 
Yeah, yeah. So when Ciro became a GDE, I interviewed him for the yeah. GDE program. Yeah, he so. interviewed me to the community part. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's funny. Yeah, I I I love Ciro. He's a he's a good guy. Um, yeah, that's funny. So Lelena also. Uh, you talk to her as well? Yeah, Julian is very... Uh, now he lives abroad uh, uh, also, but uh, I use it to be very next to her. She, she lived here in Sao Paulo, so we were in a lot of events together. She did a lot of talks on Angular CP Meetup. Uh, we were very close. Sidon Nunes, he was a little bit uh, not that close to me, but he inspired me a lot. Maybe I never said it to him. So maybe if he listens, he, he can note. And then uh, after Luyen become a GD, uh, after some time, uh, she was the one that said to me, so I'm going to uh, put you there and help you with that process. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I actually met both you and her for the first time last week. And we'll talk more about that in a second. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think we're going to get her on the podcast in a, in a little bit. So uh, everyone can yeah. kind of get to know her a little bit. She's a great person. Yeah, she seemed super, super cool. So um, what are you, like, if you had to say, hey, I'm, a, I'm an expert in this with Angular, what are, what are some of your expertises? I know all of us have, like, our specific areas where we're like, I'm, I know more than most people in this. Like, um, and we usually submit to conferences on that. And so what are, what are some of the areas that you're like, hey, this is where I'm super solid in Angular. So uh, most of the talks in Angular that I give are more about reactive programming with RxJS uh, and performance, probably. I do a lot of generic talks about a lot of things, uh, but most of, the, most of the two talks that I, I usually give in most of the companies when I'm talking about Angular is that one, reactive and performance. Yeah, reactive. That's probably my favorite talk to talk about right now. I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's the most important topic in Angular, and um, yeah, it was one of the harder ones for me to understand. So I like to I like to spend time talking about. It. Plus, yeah. I have I don't know. I'm coming to terms with. I think I'm in love with RxJS. Like, I like the observable primitive. It's like a really nice promise. But the wrapper that is RxJS, I don't even know how Ben came up with that because it's RxJS is absolutely beautiful. So um, it's it's a fantastic it's a fantastic thing. So yeah, I feel you on that one. Um, yeah, cool. actually, oh. the, the the first time I was playing around with the RC versions of uh, Angular two plus. Uh, I saw this observable thing, and I remember thinking, what the f*** is it? <laughs> and then I started to study a little bit to understand what was coming to, to Angular 2+. And I probably immediately got in love with that. Uh, I was, uh, was a fan of promises already, and when I saw the power of it and how it could, be, could do much more, uh, and combine the promises with all the operators of uh, our race. And I saw, man, this, that's the future. <laughs> I didn't do yeah. too, too much to, to get to this conclusion. Yeah, I was, I was much slower than you. I hated it at first. <laughs> and um, 
I just didn't understand it. Like, um, was the problem. So that's why I like to talk a lot about it because I feel like, I feel like a lot of the descriptions back then weren't good. And I felt like people weren't very good at teaching it back then, maybe three or four years ago. Yeah. And I feel like people are better now at teaching about it because I hated it at first. And so, um, so yeah. And then I don't know, it just clicked. It just clicked one day and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Yes. Adventures in Angular is a devchat.tv production made in partnership with Hero Devs. Hero Devs is a group of Angular experts who can help your team code like true developer heroes. If your team needs an Angular expert, reach out to Aaron at hero.dev today. So, so you work at a you work at a financial institution. You work at a financial institution in Brazil. You yeah. um did you say you organize a meetup? Yeah. You organize a meetup. What else? What else consumes your your like your hours between wake time and sleep time? What else? You well, uh, more than communities and this GDE stuff. I personally love games, video games, series. So I couldn't have a PS4 and a Nintendo Switch, okay. and I try to divide my time with them. Oh, yeah. And I watch a lot of TV series, movies, Marvel movies. I just watched a Joker yesterday. Oh yeah. So <laughs> how was it? Yeah. It was very cool, man. Very oh, cool. I want to go see it. I need to go see that one. You must see, man. Um, well, that's cool. Um, so if anyone wants to kind of get in touch with you, anyone from Brazil, anyone from uh from the States or anywhere else. What's the best way to get in touch with you? What's the way you would prefer that the community reaches out to you? Um, for technical things, I suggest everybody to follow me and message me on Twitter. I usually divide my social networks by teams. Like Twitter is just technical things for me. I just share technical things. I just follow people that share technical things. Even if I like the person, if it's not a technical person, I don't follow them. Yeah. Just divide by them. If people want to talk with me by more political, philosophical, and other personal things, uh, Facebook is the best network to it. So, yeah. uh, and maybe some pics and know a little bit of where I'm going and what I'm doing in the personal uh, parts of my life, maybe Instagram would be the best. So, yeah. But for technical reasons, if you want to ask Angular, JavaScript specific questions, Twitter is the way to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, on Twitter, just for everyone listening, he is I it's in the show notes, so you can come to the show page and see it. But his Twitter handle is Will G M B R W I L L G as in George, M B as in Brave R. So that's how you can reach out to him there. Well, cool. Um, let's let's move on to uh the picks. So this is where we share kind of something that we've done recently. So I'm going to share two things. Or I'm going to pick two things. The first thing I pick is road trips. That's my first pick. So if you have a chance to take a, to take a flight, you know, a one-hour flight, or you could do a six-hour drive with a friend, do the six-hour drive. Um, I recently did a road trip with my buddies. 
and we had a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. Um, so I'm gonna pick road trips just for quality of life. Like it lets you kind of get it time to bond with your buddies. Um, the second thing I'm gonna pick is Laffy Taffy jokes. You know, do you guys have Laffy Taffy in Brussels? Never heard it about it. It's little candies that have jokes on them. I'm gonna tell you a joke. I'm gonna tell you some Laffy Taffy jokes. You ready? Yeah. All right. Um, why did the girl have a tiny wooden infant? Tiny wooden infant. No idea. She wanted a whittle baby. Sorry. It's a play on words. Probably probably doesn't translate very well. Um, yeah. what kind of check has no money? Don't know. Spell check. Okay. So anyway. I could do I could do these jokes all day long. I love Laffy Taffy jokes. So that's my other pick. So road trips, Laffy Taffy jokes. Those are my picks. Um, what do you got? What are your picks? So uh, is it technical, personal, both? I mean, I just picked a road trip and some candy jokes. So yeah. you can pick whatever you want. You so in, personal, whatever. In personal levels, I really love uh, games that uh, touch me in an emotional way, like Last of Us or Journey, and games that uh, it's not just about action, can have action, but really drove me into something that moves me, that makes me feel differently, like in an emotional way. For example, Shadow of Colossus and this kinds of game that uh, makes you remember them more than others. And for technical things, uh, one of the things that I really am enjoying to do uh, the last year, years probably, are infrastructure code. So. Right now, on, on my company, we are developing some design systems, uh, builders, uh, a lot of internal tooling to help other developers make uh, their their easy their uh, to make their lives easier to develop fast and in a more standardized way. So we. We make the roads so everybody can walk to to drive fast. And yeah. I'm really in love with the schematic, the whole schematic keys and Angular CLI APIs, public APIs. We are using that a lot. So I'm really in love with that. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, I want to say thanks to you for, for one, being a guest, but I know being a GDE is hard and it takes a lot of time. And um, it takes a lot of dedication to, um, you know, speaking and preparing talks and, and educating people and sharing with people who um, are there in need of help. So I appreciate all that you do as a GDE, and I just want to say thanks. And then also thanks for coming on and letting me and the rest of the MyAngular Sto uh, My Story community kind of get to know you better. So again, if anyone wants to reach out to William, on Twitter, it's W-I-L-L-G-M-B-R. And uh, yeah. So again, William, thanks to you. And to the listeners. Thanks to you too. Yeah. To the listeners, I will say, uh, catch you next time. Thanks.
Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.